Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. I'm just so super glad that you're here with me today. I'm your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman, and I am just so glad that you've piped in for another episode, and this is a fun one, let me tell you. So this is another one in the favorite series, so I'm talking to my favorite people about our favorite things. And this is just the honest and true conversations that I love having with people. And I hope that if you're kind of in a kind of place, that when you listen to it, you walk away with a smile on your face. I just made that rhyme. So crazy. So here we go. Talking with Dr. Dina George about the favorite ways to grow our life. I'm even talking all mellow like she is right now. I think she's rubbing off a little bit. Totally in a good way, though. All right. Here we go. Bringing you another favorites podcast with one of my favorite people, Dr. Dina George. Thanks for coming on the podcast. It is so good to see you, Erin. You're one of my favorite people. Like no joke, the the energy that you freely share your work, the people that you collaborate with are all amazing. So it is a treat to be here today. This is the summary of me. I am amazing at overcomplicating, overthinking, overworking, and overworrying. And so I created a podcast and a coaching practice to help women who do the same thing and are tired of it (laughs) and want to create a phenomenal life. Absolutely. I love it. I was telling somebody the other day about your podcast and contrasting it with mine. And I was like, okay, think me as like spunky, barky dog in your ear that you love, but that you want it to shut up. And I was like, and then there's Dina. She's like this calm cool, like Persian, beautiful animal that you just sit and pet and just loves on you. I was like, that's her podcast type. Like if you want like, like Sunday morning with a rich cup of coffee and like just some amazing life coaching to be drizzled all over you. I'm like, you need to go to create phenomenal. It will love your world so much. (laughs) So I love that we can get together and have like when opposites collide. Well, how complimentary it is. Yeah. No, I seriously, I listen to your podcast on Sunday mornings after my runs when I'm in the shower, like just to like come down from all that like run endorphins and like get my dose of Dina for the week and just be like calm (laughs) and thoughtful. But yes, I'm so glad that you're on the favorites podcast and we really couldn't decide on a specific topic. So we're going to just go through our list and see what we can get through. So first on the list is favorite conferences. What you got? Like no joke. I think that I think that the theme or the the titles that we talked about are really favorite ways to grow your life, and conferences being the chief one. So I will tell you my favorite, and I just went to it. is called Brave Enough. Put this on your calendar, Aaron. <laughs> it's September tenth through thirteenth next year. It is in Scottsdale, Arizona, and here's the energy. It is all about sisterhood. It is by female physicians, for female physicians, and it is about connection and real life. And sometimes it's amazing and beautiful, and sometimes it is just downright ugly. And we can all experience it, and we can do it in a way that's stronger together. Oh, I love it. 
it was get three that in the show notes for sure. It's Sasha's uh, conference, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a group called Style MD on Facebook. Anyone can join or any female physician, I should say that, um, can join. And the conference is Brave Enough Conference. So good. Like you walk away, you feel like it doesn't matter who I speak with. It's, it's somebody that I want to get to know because they're amazing. Like by and large, they're amazing and they want to be here and they want to share and they want to grow and they want to give and that's who I want to be around. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love all you guys' pictures from that. I've kind of been like slightly stalking it the last couple of years. Not going to lie. Considered maybe being a vendor in the future. Hint, hint, Sasha out there in virtual world. So yeah, I'll definitely put on the calendar and yeah, any, any links or anything we talk about in today's podcast will be in the show notes. So don't like writing notes, just go to my website and get all the show notes guys. Okay. My turn. Favorite conferences. Yes. I go to a lot and to a lot of like different diverse ones. One that I just recently went to that was, I'll do a medical and a non-medical. So my non-medical mm-hmm. one that I just went to was called Be Golden. It was Ooh. in Bloomington, Indiana, and it is a um, women entrepreneurial empowerment conference. Wow. So all walks of life of women who are doing all different things coming together for one was so good. It was uh, passion is resistance. And it was talking about um, how we so much like tamper intimacy and passion. And if we would just lean into it, that can be so much of our like superpower. And then they had like financial talks, insurance talks. I went to DJing 101. Yes, I can now run a turntable. And it honestly, a lot of the things she talked about with the DJing and the different sound stuff totally applies to my podcast. So I learned a lot of new tricks with sound that I'm trying in the Dr. Me First podcast. So that would be my favorite non-medical. My favorite medical conference that, oh, I've been to so many. I'm going to get off instead of just like, because we have so many amazing female physicians who are doing awesome conferences, like in Mexico and across the Pacific and everywhere. Those are amazing. And I want to put a plug for all of those. Jill Wiener, who does her meditation and medicine. But the one that I've actually been to in the last year is the Coalition for Physician Wellbeing. And it's a group that started a little over a decade ago when they started noticing some issues um, more so in religious institutions with burnout and not being addressed. And so I went to the, this year's conference was in Chicago. The year before was in San Antonio. But what I really love about the Coalition for Physician Wellbeing is that they bring in like legit wellness experts. Like these are the people who are being published in JAMA. They brought in the Epic team. So I'm an Epic provider. They brought the big boys in from Epic to hear us on how we can make our lives better and Mm. wellness with that. A lot of good breakout sessions specifically for ACGME wellness because, you know, there was a big change in 2017 and there's going to be continue to be changes. So they bring those big boys in to hear about from the faculty position what needs to continue to be changing. And so I would highly recommend the Coalition for Physician Wellbeing just to check it out. It is a religious-based group, but that doesn't evidently mean that they push any kind of certain ideals or anything with it. And Mm. so I appreciate that as well, that they're very much inclusive rather than exclusive. Nice. I'd never heard of it. 
Okay, next favorite. Wait, favorite. Wait, hold on. Uh oh. Uh oh. Are you going to be speaking or coaching at a conference? I am. Can I you am. share? <laughs> you were going to let me sneak by without saying anything, weren't you? I was nope. going to sneak by. <laughs> Yes. So Kathy Sapin, um, she does three female physician retreats a year and I will be in her January retreat as one of her coaching physicians. And so it's in Maryville, Arizona. Um, it's like the second week of January. It's been sold out since like this spring. So it's amazing how quick she sells things out. Nice. But um, yeah, I'll be one of two physicians there that will be doing on-site coaching um, to provide to the retreaters to have a coaching experience while they're getting CMEs. There's no attachment as far as if they want to keep continue to coach. And that's what I think is great that I can go there and like share my gifts and then go hiking in the Arizona desert and then mm -hmm. come back and have connection and collaboration. And so I'm really excited that Kathy invited me to that. And yeah, so I will be there and hopefully I will be integrating into more um, conferences like that because I just think it's a great way not only to sit in lectures, but then maybe experience other ways that you can integrate wellness and well-being. And the amazing thing is with coaching, you don't have to be in a bad spot to be coached. You can come on any space of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, some of the speakers I know I've already talked to about scheduling some time together. Nice. So here's my favorite medical one is Central Texas Hospitalist Medicine. It's, it's done by the Society, of Hospital, or Society for Hospital Medicine. It's in San Antonio every year. It's like a three-day conference. They bring in the local experts to really do updates for hospital medicine, which can apply in the outpatient world too. Like they talk about heart failure and advanced GI problems. I mean, all kinds of things. And then there's a component on wellness too, which is fun to hear. It's inexpensive as far as conferences go. It's, it's very thoughtful, very well done, full of CME, and rather a surprise that a, a local organization can put on such a high-quality conference. You know, I think there are so many of that. I recently went to the Indiana Rural Health Association conference here in, in southern Indiana, and it was a bomb conference, even though it was yeah. just a state and local level conference. And I am always so thankful when conferences are reasonably priced. Like when mm -hmm. they're like, you can easily just get your checkbook out and be like, oh yeah, I can pay that. Whereas some of them, like, I don't know about you, but I have to sometimes sit back and think like, this is a major like budget blower here if I go to this conference. So to everybody who's out there who's, you know, had the same thing, like, don't feel like we just travel all the time. <laughs> like yeah, we look yeah. at it too, but you're right. Some of the smaller ones, they do have really great material. And I've met some really great connections there. Just like taking a day and going. A lot of times what I'll do, if they like ask me to come present, I'll ask uh, if they don't give honorariums, I'll ask for a free conference um, pass. You know, mm. and so then I can go to other stuff too. So I recommend other people if like they can't pay you, then make a trade. Nice. All, All right, right you ready for the next one now? I'm ready. Okay. Favorite <laughs> ways to become unstuck? As an overcomplicator, I have really worked on finding some ways to shift out of that, and sooner is better. <laughs> so one of the first ways is to add, of course. Of course, my tire is flat. Of course, my alarm didn't go off. 
Of course, the patient is late. Of course, we're double booked. Just of course. And it takes all the pressure off of whatever my mind thinks has to happen to accommodate something that feels at the moment like an urgency, an uncomfortable one. Mm, I love that one. Going off, tailing off of yours, I like to add the word yet to things. Mm. So, like for instance, I'll say, oh my God, I haven't gotten this done yet. And again, mm. it like diffuses that. It like takes it off. Or another one I've used recently is I'm not where I want to be yet. It just, it's a good, it's, you're, you're right. It's like a diffuser to be like, and it's not a defined set point what our mm -hmm. mind wants to make it in. Yeah. So a second one is saying when my mind chatters back and forth, do I want that? Do I not want that? Do I want to do that now? Do I want to do that later? Is to just come use this term. I will not bargain with myself anymore. So if I've already decided that I'm not going to eat chocolate and the chatter comes up, well, just a bite, you know, maybe later, like, no, I'm not going to bargain. <laughs> Decision was made. I am moving on. <laughs> I love that. Decision made, period. Moving mm -hmm. on. Oh, I love that so much. I will not bargain with myself anymore. Thinking of some other ways that I like to help myself and my people when they're stuck is to mm -hmm. go into like imagination mm. because I feel like a lot of times we get stuck when we try to stay confined in like the actual world or like what we perceive as like black and white truth. And so I like to make imagine a lot of times and it sounds silly even as I say this out loud, but it's super powerful when I'm mm -hmm. on a coaching video call with somebody and I just say, okay, I'm sprinkling you with some magic unicorn dust right now. Mm -hmm. And tell me what it would be like in your perfect morning and hear yeah. them talk about like what that would be like. And m almost all of the time, their perfect morning is not unrealistic and it's not even really that magical, mm -hmm. but like giving the permission to just say, what if, what if there was magic unicorn dust that I could throw at you and to see what it is. And just by doing that and like releasing the pressures of well, it can't be done or that's unrealistic or how would that fit into my life? It mm -hmm. really helps open the awareness eyes of what could be. And I think you hit that right on the head, which is allowing permission. Like high achievers, how often do we do that? We're so good at delaying gratification, delaying permission, staying on task, staying, staying focused on what we think we have to be for everyone else rather than what we want to be. <laughs> well, I think so many times too, we even forget what we wanted or what we currently want because we're so all mm -hmm. piled up on the, the shoulds and the woulds and the coulds and everyone else's expectations. Mm -hmm. That part of that getting unstuck process is uncovering and being mm -hmm. like, no, I'm just going to take your expectation and put that over somewhere else. Yeah. So what if anything were possible? What if, what would you say to your best friend or what would you want for your favorite person? Might be other ways to, to use that. Like if somebody's just working through something on their own, 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then I also make them talk to like the, either their past self or their future self and mm. have a conversation. Cause mm -hmm. I think that's powerful too, because, and it sounds totally metaphysical, but we already are in this moment, our past self and our future self. Mm -hmm. So why not talk to them? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I like doing that as well. Nice. What other coaching hacks you got for me on this as far as <laughs> how to become unstuck? What I find is the big three are fear and doubt, or excuse me, fear, doubt, and uncertainty. And what is the barrier to a phenomenal life? It's fear, doubt, and uncertainty. And those bring with them shame. And, and so that the hacks are, I, I don't know that there are hacks, but I think just allowing time to kind of sort through and awareness that everyone goes through this and that the more intense we are either as professionals or the more intense personalities we have. And, and we're all, anyone who's gone through medical school is pretty intense. Like you have to be, there's no way to get through it and be chill and relaxed and oh yeah, everything's fine. There's just too much. Uh, so allowing that time and space and saying, you know, of course my mind is wrapped around this or I don't have the answers right now and, and letting that be okay. Allowing, mm -hmm imperfection. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Or not having all the answers right then, right there. All right. I next category. You ready? I'm ready. Favorite hacks to do less. I got to tell you, this one is so simple and it, and it's so amazing. So a woman named Letty, her and her husband do semi-retired MD. She showed me this Visual codes, check this out. It's an app on your phone. Can you see it? Visual codes. And what you do, it's free. You put in your information, like anything that you want to share, your name, your email address, your phone number, your website, whatever it is, and it creates a QR code. Mm -hmm. And so all somebody has to do is with their phone, take a picture, just the camera, take a picture of this, and it automatically imports that as a contact. Like, do you know how many times or you've spent time putting in the name, typing in someone's phone number, sending them a message saying, this is my name. <laughs> now, everything you need, the click of the camera. QR code it. Boom. Done. It, visual codes. <laughs> Love it. Love that. Hack to do less. Um, my hack to do less right now is I have officially become an Amazon mom. I mean, we've had Prime for a little bit of time, but I now, just this month, subscribe to the monthly or semi-monthly drops of stuff because, Ooh. yeah, I, I was very resistant because I'm like, I don't want to spend the money. But now that I've been like tracking my patterns, like, okay, we buy toilet paper every third month. We buy this cleaning product or I use OxyClean for my laundry. We buy OxyClean every six weeks. Like I was like tracking how often I was buying it on Amazon and now having it set up to like when we need it, that's when it's going to come. Dog food, like the, bag, the big bag of dog food. Doesn't it always seem like you get down to the bottom? You're like, ah, what am I going to feed the dog tonight? Now I've got it set up so that it just comes. It actually sends you alert ahead of time. Like, do you want to purchase this or not? Yes or no. It's not like it auto like debits off of your thing. And so that's my new hacks to do less. And it's really funny. Like, honestly, 
I was having some blocks around this because I was like, oh, it's wasteful to send stuff to the house like this. I should mm -hmm. just go to the store and go pick it up. Mm -hmm. And after I worked through that, I'm like, you're paying prime for the shipping to come to you. How much time and money, therefore, would you spend driving 20, 30 minutes to the closest big city we have, the time to take your cart and go around everything, pick it up, check it out, try to keep from strangling your children or paying a babysitter to watch said children. And I'm like, there's no guilt. There's no shame with this. This is a resource I can use that will save me time. And so right. I finally gotten over my Amazon block. And it, it helps you to, to keep focused in what you do incredibly well and out of things that other people can do equally well. Absolutely. So, yay for you. What it, we have a woman that takes care of us. Like she started out as taking care of our home, and the truth is she really just takes care of us. And so we, we started asking more. So we asked her to pick up, and she's, she's so gracious and wonderful and loving and does it like so glad to do it. So she'll pick up curbside groceries and put them away. She'll pick up dry cleaning. She'll pick up our favorite bread. She does those errands that we used to spend Sundays doing and spending a couple of hours or, you know, like two, three, sometimes four hours with grocery store and, and different stops in town. And that's been a, a nice time saver. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like you're not compensating her well. And it's not like she's begrudging it. Like she likes going and helping you out and then being paid for it. Right. Right. All right, I guess it's my turn on hacks to do less. Hmm. Meal prepping. I've been doing that more like I did it yesterday. So like I made a um, potato soup yesterday, chicken enchiladas, got some chili that just needs to be put together for like this next week. And I took a few hours and actually I did it with the kiddos too. So they got to like dump in cheese and like mix it around and we made it kind of a fun time but I feel nice. like that's gonna continue to make our weeknights less hectic because it's like here it is pop the casserole in okay it's done in 30 minutes okay dish it out type of thing instead of the usual like come home what do you want to eat I don't know what do you want to eat kids what do you want to eat and it's always either hot dogs or peanut butter and jelly so now at least we've got a healthier alternative for them so yeah meal prepping Nice. Nice. And it teaches them about nutrition too. Yeah. Yeah. And about um, portion sizing. We've kind of been talking about that. Like if we really like something and talking about satiety, like, you know, when you feel really full versus when you're really hungry and like, what's that middle feel like? I've been trying to help them identify that because that was really nothing that I learned until like 10 months ago to mm -hmm. really cueing into how your body feels when you eat. Isn't that awesome? Like the things that you, you learn and try and do, it translates into an educational experience and a way for connection with your family or friends or pod, your podcast listeners as well. Absolutely. We've been talking a lot about feelings in the Wiseman household <laughs> yeah. to the point that I've made a feelings chart. So uh, it's been good because it makes me also really identify my own feelings going beyond just happy and sad. Um, the other day, I told my eight-year-old that I was elated 
because I had a really cool opportunity. And so we got to talk about like what the word elated mean. And then he told me he was embarrassed. And so we got to talk about like what embarrassment means. So yeah, it is this whole like own self exploration absolutely translates and like spreads its little digits everywhere into my life and to others. Yeah. So let's go to favorite emotions. Nice. <laughs> so that makes me think of the movie Inside Out with the little people. I like being thrilled. I think that Ooh. would be my favorite emotion right now. Thrilled. Because it's, it's kind of in between. It's got components of happy and joy, but it's also got components of surprise. And I found mm. that I really do like a little bit of surprise in my life. Not a lot, but a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think it also has a little bit of releasing expectations because like when you're thrilled, like it goes above those expectations, whatever they may be, or for the lack thereof. Got it. It makes it better because you didn't know what was possible or what was even going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. One of my favorite ones is sprightly. <laughs> sprightly. Explain. It's a term that's just kind of light and fun. So when I think of sprightly, I think of just kind of walking down the road and just a kick in the step and <laughs> moving to my own <laughs> the beat of this, this song in my head and the whole world around me. Everything's just right. I'm sprightly. <laughs> Do you have your spirits on? You know what I'm talking about? The shoes? <laughs> no, but... Oh. If I picked something to be wearing at the moment, it would be the roller skates, the kinds with the four different wheels on the outside. Would you have tall socks? <laughs> yes. 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 Maybe with pom-poms on them too. Maybe. Why not? Yes. I love them. I love them. All right. Let's wrap up with favorite influencers. Hmm. Who's your favorite at the moment? Because I think we could... You know what I mean? I have influencers all, but in this sure. current moment, who is your favorite influencers? So at this moment, I'm going to say Tony Robbins. And here's why. At the Brave Enough Conference, I was sitting around four women who were really working to stretch their lives. And the one thing they had in common is the power of their experience when they attended a live event. And I had never thought about going to a live event until I was listening to them like what the experience was like, what they learned, kind of some of the, some of the things in their lives that they were pushing against and they found, they found a way to do that. And so I came home and within a week I signed up. So I'm going to my first one in a couple of weeks. Yay! That's <laughs> yeah. so exciting. I love it. I've never been to Tony Robbins events either. Like people talk about it all the time, but I've never gone. And it shows me the power of influence on the people around you. Like, wow, one conversation over maybe an hour. And, and it wasn't even a, a full conversation on that. It was just like bits and pieces of it interspersed in general conversation. And then, of course, I have to do this. Yeah, <laughs> just makes sense. Well, it's the power of community. You know, that there really is something to being in that energy. And then also, you obviously felt that when you were talking to other people, that what they brought into the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think it is so important for us in a high-tech, digital, fast-paced world, like just sitting down and having conversation and like sharing that exchange of energy and hearing about their experience and their story. 
gosh, I used to think when I was a little kid and we would get together with family, um, either like Sunday evenings or like at holiday events. And I'm like, why do all the adults just like sit around and talk? Like, let's do something. But now I absolutely value that. And I almost regret at times not understanding as a small child, like, these times will never be back again. Like, this set of, of family or friends that are here, like, this is a special moment that we can interact and have these conversations. Because I even think back to now how many table conversations that have been super influential in my own life. So good. Who's influencing you? You know, she pops in and out of my life occasionally. She's been one of my podcast guests a couple times, but Sharon McLaughlin, she has mm. recently popped back into my life as an influencer. Um, like I mentioned, she's been a podcast guest. She is the um, innovator of female physician entrepreneurs on Facebook, and she's doing a lot mm -hmm. of other really cool things. Her background is in plastics, but she has navigated the waters and made some transitions in her own medical practice life. And I remember when I was getting ready to do that, she was one of the first ones that I opened up to and talked about, like, how did you go from plastic medicine to chart review? And how did you make your own beauty product line? And tell me about what you're doing in this business stuff. And she's been a, an absolute and total open book about that. She just kind of just put it all out there. And recently why she's been an influencer is I was telling her about that I was getting ready to kind of relaunch out into the world and see if I could reach more people with my message with Dr. Me First and, and trying to really build community. I wanted to build this um, mastermind and I'm getting ready to do a master class in November. And she was like, Erin, you must place this on the Facebook group. And I was like, oh, Sharon, like, I don't want it to be bragging. And I don't want, people are probably tired of hearing from me. She's like, Erin, you haven't posted in months. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So just like, helping me push. And then also too, a lot of times in, in those groups, I try to give back. And so one of the things I do in the female physician entrepreneur group is I do a free study hall, which encourages women to sign up so they can be accountable and then come to study hall with some kind of task, something they've had on their to-do list for their business, something that needs to get done, but hasn't had the focus to do it. And that, that's the time and the space prepared for that, to have that. And then also within study hall, we do make some connections. We talk about who we are, what we do, what we're looking for, and how we need support. Mm -hmm. And she's, again, was like, you, you, you're wonderful at this. You do an excellent job with this. No one else can replicate this. You need to do this. And, and not from a way of, like, growing the group, but just from a way of, like, inflating me. And so she's just been such a powerful influencer, and I don't think she knows that enough in my life. But that's who the big influencer for me is right now. I love that for you. I mean, what a great testament to, to how opening up and sharing with others invites the right people in and invites the right message in. Because I imagine the message, or at least what I hear you saying, that message really resonates with you and helps you become more of who you are and offer more of what you do, which is connection. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, even now, having been in this life coaching business for four years, it always amazes me when I come up against that resistance of where I need to grow next. And most of the time, when I meet that resistance, it's because I need to ask for help or I need mm. to open up in a vulnerable way that I haven't done before. 
Mm-hmm. And she's always been one that's been so inviting and provides such a safe space for that, that I, I just love so much. Nice. Nice. Are you going to be doing the women in the wilderness retreats? I am. Oh, I love the women in the wild. So if you guys don't know about this and you haven't seen it on my Instagram, you need to get your booty over there. These are not <laughs> doctor specific retreats. This actually started with me and my two best friends. You know, we do hiking, kayaking. We do a lot of fun mom adventures whenever we can, because if you don't make time for them, it doesn't happen. But anyway, on one of our runs, I looked through there too. And I was like, you know what? Other women need this. They need to get outside and they need to feel safe getting outside. I had always grown up as a farm girl. I could start a fire out of anything. And so it's just never been a big deal for me. I've never felt, quote, unsafe going outside or going into the wilderness. But I know a lot of women don't feel that way. So we created these retreats to help women retreat from their normal life and to do things that they've always wanted to do, but they've either been afraid or they haven't had the time for and really create a space where they can refocus and refresh. And with this, all the food responsibilities gone, all the housing's gone. We help you set up your tent. We get it all together and do it with an amazing group of women who are like-minded like them. And so what has been so fun is I've started to see a trickle in of my doctor friends, like coming into my non-doctor quote unquote retreats, but it doesn't matter because we're all women and we're all coming from a place of wanting to grow and explore and try other things. So I did four retreats in 2019 and I realized that was a little bit much. So in 2020, cutting it back to one or two. Um, and, I have mixed feelings about that because part of it, I feel like people are catching on to it and wanting to come and and they're seeing like this is a real deal and nobody gets eaten by bears or drowns in the river. But then the other part I know is that I have to save my own energy. And I put Mm -hmm. so much into those retreats that, I mean, it takes me a good couple weeks to bounce back from all of that. So be looking for the dates whenever I start releasing the 2020 because it is going to be fun. We found we went from like real big group sizes to small intimate. So no more mm-hmm. than 10. And that's been mm-hmm. fabulous. Yeah. I would imagine that it leads to a lot more depth and allowing vulnerability and imperfection. It does. It does. And so, you know, there's group coaching that goes along with it. But so much of it, just like we're talking today, it's just conversations like common threads come up in conversations and you just realize like what I'm struggling with every single other woman in this group is struggling with some variation of it. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of power in saying it's not just me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Dina, it's been so great talking with you today. Thank you for coming on the favorite series. If people want to hear more of your very soothing and wonderful voice (laughs) instead of my spunky sharpness, Tell them where they can come hang out with you. Yeah. So georgemdcoaching.com. The podcast is there. It's also on iTunes or Google Play. And then on Facebook, Dina George MD Coaching. Love it. Thanks again, friend. I'm so glad to see you. I can't wait to see you again.
Dr. George, was I not right in my analogy with her calm, cool, like flowing honey voice? I love it so much. And I'm not lying at all. I absolutely drink my coffee on Sundays and listen to her and her podcast and love it so very much. So thank you, thank you, thank you favorite friend for coming and talking about a favorite topic that we both hold near and dear to our hearts. All right, enough with that calm stuff. You ready for a kick of encouragement? I'm ready to hand one out to you. Gosh, I think it is so, so, so important that we all take time and actually look at ways to grow our life. I don't know about you, but it's so easy for me to validate the thoughts of, I can't afford this, I can't go somewhere uh, on a retreat or a conference, it's probably going to be a waste of time anyway, what if, probably shouldn't, all of that stuff. And then we all get FOMO when we look online and we see all of our friends or doctor friends who decided to take advantage of an opportunity to grow their life, and then we're like, damn it, we should have done it. So my kick of encouragement to you today is the old Nike slogan, just do it. Just do it. If there is that desire in your heart, if you feel that pulling on your heartstrings like, oh, I really need to do this, or it's something that you repetitively come back to and you're thinking about it pretty often, you need to lean into it and do it. That little thing that you're feeling that we don't talk about much in traditional medicine, but it's there in all of us, that little thing's a little thing called intuition. And it's got a reason. It's not always apparent. It doesn't always make 100% sense. But typically, if you tap in to that small whisper, that tugging, that little thing that you don't know why it's there, but it does spark joy, it's going to be awesome and amazing. So whatever opportunities are in your life right now, and you're just, "Mm, mm, I don't know, rolling, rolling, but yet you still feel that tug, I challenge you today, just do it. Maybe it's some of the stuff we've talked about. Maybe it's something different. Maybe it's an opportunity that's come up. You're just not sure if you're ready to take it. What I'm going to tell you to do is stop sitting around, stop stewing about it, stop rolling with it, and just do it. Try. And you know what? If you fail, fail hard and fail often, my friend, because eventually one of these times, it's not going to be failure. It's not going to be mediocre. It's going to be fucking amazing. So if you want to do this with me, I would love to be that pull on you. I'd love to get you in the mastermind. I'd love you to coach one-on-one. I would love if you would just, if your little intuition is just telling to send me an email, get your ass on it because I would love to hear from you. I don't really care about five-star reviews on this podcast, but if you hear something that pulls on you and you think of a friend that needs to hear it too, please share it. Just do it. And remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Bye.
listen this far, I want you to know you're a total badass, and I definitely just had a dance party with you. Love ya!